everybody um so kind of awkward it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while it's been a hot minute um, we need to talk <laughs> we need to talk it's been a while so uh last you heard from us i think it was like what 420 oh no i was so high i forgot <laughs> girl let me tell you some time has passed uh life happens but so happy to be back uh missed doing this so much so stoked to be right here uh and giving you all the tea on what's been going on so tell us, Sean, where have we been? We have been all over the place. Um, one of the things that we did over this past few months is shoot a little project of mine with some of my amazing buddies from college who are super talented and <laughs> still willing to work with me. Shout out Kayla, shout out John, shout out Spencer. You guys are the best. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun and you were there. That was the best part. You were there and helping. I was there. Uh, Thank you. Tell- so you've been working on this since college. What brought it back? Uh, the the homies the homies brought it back. Uh, I, By popular demand. <laughs> yeah, I'm they such had so much feel. fun. They literally said, "Let's do it again." <laughs> Let me tell you, I may not run a professional set, but I run a fucking fun set, and so it was just a delight to um, hear that people wanted to make more of this silly little idea I had in college. And uh, when it drops, I will definitely let all of our dedicated viewers know what's up. But for right now still uh still being tinkered on still up in the ether hell yeah dude yeah it's been fun though it was really really fun and great to just get back in the driver's seat and producing and helping with everything set is an animal and it was kind of fun to do it all over again it's a beast and you t- you tamed it hey congratulations with, with the help of many many generous people including yourself so thank a big you, shout you. out to andy thank no, you it, it was it was an honor to be there Aww. um very fun set can't wait for the next one mm-hmm. which you guys are currently working on you guys are already writing it yeah we're on a draft three or four right now and let me tell you it gets less and less funny each time <laughs> i rewrite it <laughs> <laughs> I know. I the only thing keeping me sane is these table reads where I actually get to hear a chuckle after something I've just read twenty times and no longer no longer can stand. <laughs> so were the jokes did they get any less funnier or was it actually oh, it more satisfying? Every time. Every time. Every time. Does, I don't write comedies, so like is it satisfying seeing the joke? happen or do you, do you lose the humor every time you see it the satisfying part of writing a joke is sitting by your damn self in your creature state um coming up with it and being like hey, that's so funny um and then you read it over and over and over and over and over again and then you get to the point where it's just kind of words on the page and it doesn't really mean anything but then you bring it to people and the people read it, and sometimes they make noise. Okay. <laughs> and that is the most joy that I'm capable of feeling after a couple drafts. So I, I am just so grateful and so lucky for the people around me because they have good senses of humor, and they will tell me when something's working, and they won't <laughs> tell me. Wait, they they will tell me when something's working, and they will tell me when something's not working. I appreciate them. Yeah, you guys have a really good writing process that I respect. Work. You, know, you guys bounce jokes back and forth, and work on them which is i don't know it's it's refreshing to me to see writers who don't think they're the funniest people in the room no because you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean i the people i always thought were the funniest were in my opinion the most sympathetic and the most neurotic 
Mm. And it's funny just, or not funny, it's refreshing, like I said, seeing people just be like, are we funny? <laughs> am I just am I just being a cretin right now? Isn't this funny? Is yeah. This, speaking of funny, um, out of left field, but Andy and I went to go see a Mike Birbiglia show last weekend. That's what else we were up to. Yeah, we. Uh, he's like one of your favorites, isn't he? Oh, one of my absolute favorites. I love that man to death. He is so great. Um, and we were lucky enough to be there for, I guess, uh, the tour that is going to be his new special coming up. I think it's called The Old Man in the Pool. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a time. I had a great fucking time with you. My advice, if you go see it, mm-hmm. try not to laugh at the old man <laughs> in the pool. Fuck. Should we include a moment of silence? No. Oh, too late. We already did. There was a pause there. Let's go. I, I could I could extend or shorten that in a post. We'll see what I end up doing. We'll you see what should, happens. You should make it like 30 seconds long. A moment of silence. We'll see what happens. Oh, my God. What else have we been up to, mister? Uh, we took a little little vacay to Fort Bragg with your family and the dogs. We did. Oh, yeah, my God. That was super nice. We did a uh, little trip. We drove up to your parents' place for a day. Mm-hmm. I shot a TV show from your parents' uh, office. <laughs> you did. You really did do that. Early in the that. morning. Yeah, that was stressful. But then went up to Fort Bragg. That was like, what, another five-hour drive from your parents' place? Yeah, for the homies who don't know about Fort Bragg, let us put you on. It is this tiny little town. So tiny. So tiny, but like kind of well-known. There there was some there was some foot traffic there, some cool folks. Uh, There's definitely a touristy kind of vibe everywhere you go around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in super duper NorCal, um, and we we went up for <laughs> what was it for? Oh, it was my mom's Christmas gift, and we yeah. took the puppies with us. It was a blast. Yeah, I remember. So you and your sister were scrambling for a Christmas gift for your mom, mm-hmm. and you guys were like, "What if we just got her a vacation?" I couldn't think of shit that she wanted. Your sister came up with uh, Fort Bragg, I think, because of just the glass beach. Yeah, my mom loves like trolling around and picking up sea glass and little shells. And turns out, apparently, this was where your parents took like their first actual trip together, and yeah. like they had their own little trip on their, like, you know, together. But mm-hmm. it was lovely. It was really, really sweet. Yeah, it was kind of spooky because we were like, "Ah, oh, we got to do a trip to Fort Bragg over Christmas," and my mom was like, "How did you know that was one of uh, me and your dad's first uh, big trips together?" And we were like, "We didn't, but that's awesome. Let's yeah. go." Watching her <laughs> cry after seeing the gift, I was like, "This is sweet, but it's just an air, like a promise She's of like, an Airbnb no. stay, but." No, apparently it was it was serendipity and it was beautiful. Yeah, and I just had the best fucking time with y'all. It was so good. And we got to bring the dogs, which was probably the coolest thing for me. Dogs had their own little vacation. Mm-hmm. They had a hell of a time just exploring around and being out of the house. Mm-hmm. But, you know, more serendipitous was your poor car <laughs> made that entire drive up the entire state of California. Listen, I'm not driving a great car needed for context. <laughs> The Airbnb we pulled up to happened to be next to a mechanic shop. Sean parks her car and her tire pops. Literally. It just pops. And I don't know. I can't believe we did that whole windy ass road in the rain and all of that. And we just barely made it. Yeah. Since it's a coastal like town, it wasn't right off the highway. So we had to go at least like an hour and a half drive through these windy, windy back roads through these rural communities. It was so pretty. It was breathtaking. (laughs) Every time the car would go over like 45 miles an hour, I would feel everything just vibrating. I was like, oh God, I hope I'm in a-. And it started downpouring in the middle of it. I thought we were fucked for a second there because I didn't have reception on my phone. Right. God forbid. 
anything popped and it just so happened somebody was looking over us and i blew my tire directly behind the mechanic shop <laughs> it was incredible though it was it was beautiful your parents looked at us and said do you guys do this entire drive with a flat and we're like oh what are you talking um, about <laughs> but you know fort bragg going back to how beautiful the place it is we had i don't know beautiful sunsets lots of great fish lots of great beer mm-hmm. we took the doggies on the skunk train stinky the skunk train so the, the skunk train is what is what was it like a 20 mile drive through the forest and back and yeah. apparently northern california has such a density of various wildlife it's its own temperate forest and i thought that was just mind-blowing yeah the temperature in fort bragg uh technically qualifies as a temperate rainforest so little did i know we were going on a motherfucking rainforest vacation and that shit was beautiful honestly it was gorgeous and seeing the trees it makes sense it's a a rainforest the trees are beautiful they're massive oh yeah you know i had to let these doggies piss on at least one redwood come on now imagine how big they felt (laughs) they must have felt so big next to that big ass tree just pissing on it little dudes taking a piss on a big tree there's some dogs just pucking their ears like did he just no uh-huh he did he really did that no it was fabulous and god i just had this moment on that little skunk train because they had like a little a little concierge where you could buy snacks and drinks and stuff and thank you (laughs) thank you again for buying my family drinks and i just have this memory of just sitting in that little train carriage drinking my little cup of wine and watching my sister hold the dogs hold the soaking wet dogs because it had been raining and they're just chilling looking out the window having a great time it was lovely beautiful time so good and we got a lot of good board gaming in which is a necessity with my family lots of good gubbing lots of good gubbing yep oh my god y'all are gonna hear about gubs should we just should we just let's talk about gubs for a minute let's talk about gubs so there's a story behind this game my uh my cousins years ago went to oregon i believe and they stayed in airbnb with a bunch of like board games and obviously there's a sign that says don't take the games and one of the games that they played was called gubs they had never heard of it played it and they had one hell of a time so good in fact they all ordered a copy of the game so that way when they get home they'd have them waiting for them my brother and i end up going to see my cousins weeks and weeks later they're already masters of the game and we play it for what seems like hours so you know every time we'd come by it was like a thing we're playing gubs eventually uh you know i moved out did my thing and i kept my copy of gubs and it came with me everywhere i went every house that i moved to every place that i crashed at i had gubs all my friends knew about gubs it Mm -hmm. became a thing everyone was playing gubs so now whenever we have you know game nights it's gub night yeah we're like fucking jehovah's witnesses with this game if you haven't played it and you're at a game night with us we're gonna make you try it at least once and you're gonna love it it's a highly competitive game that is built around skill and chance Mm -hmm. there's gonna be random moments that happen when you're on top it just it happens so yeah that's your that's your card game tea for the week please if if you guys can find a copy of it online somewhere please try to get it from the the main store of the website from the shop i don't know the name of it but i will plug it somewhere in the description um if it's still up please get a copy from them not from some third party or from ebay or something Mm -hmm. try to support the game because they are going under but if you can't find one, definitely get one off eBay. Yeah, get it while you can because it's fun as hell. Free the gubs. Free the gubs. We've had so many great times playing gubs. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I just remember the like season of blackouts that you were dealing with when you lived back in Koreatown during that fucking hot ass summer. And <laughs> 
inexplicably there were a couple times where i would come over and the power would go out and we'd be like oh shit what do we do now gubs for hours bro gubs by the candlelight it was, it was fabulous it was incredible and like there's a burp in every episode there's a there burp it in is. every episode um koreatown was interesting i liked living there but doing it during covid was like the worst time because all the restaurants were closed mm-hmm. and like my building thank god i did not pay for utilities yeah but apparently neither did anybody else <laughs> so everyone had their acs just blasting all summer long it was so hot when it worked it was lovely mm-hmm. my house was nice and cool and it felt nice the dogs had a great time but it was hot it was hot dude yeah it was pouring no i was grateful heat. though i because we were living separately at that time and every time because i didn't have central ac in my building every time i was like bitch i can't stay in my apartment i'm gonna kill myself i text you and say like can i come over yeah of course can i use that ac and now here we are she only wanted me for my dogs and my ac i know and they were just too good i couldn't quit here we are <laughs> so what else have we been up to oh gosh what else have we been up to i uh I saw a movie. Oh, yeah, that's what else we've been we've been seeing some movies. We've been seeing lots of movies, we've but we've been seeing some movies. There's one in particular I want to talk about because I think <laughs> I think the theater going experience is it's it's a it's a spiritual and special experience, but also it sucks. <laughs> um, you had an experience recently. I, I would say I it was a unique experience, though. It was fun. Um, so at work we have a podcast that's based around you know a discussion on movies. And every time we tape it, I always found myself kind of throwing in references or hints toward our hosts whenever they got like a name for a movie wrong. Eventually the host says, hey, you've seen a movie before. You should come on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was invited to come along and talk about a new release called Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. All I remember is, is you came home from work and you were like, hey. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, so I have this really cool opportunity to be on this podcast for my job, but you have to take me to the theater to go see Top Gun Maverick today. Like now. <laughs> like right now. I you have were tickets like, for 3.30. Do you want to come with me? I didn't have it in my heart. I'm so sorry. I should not have left you there to be subjected to Tom Cruise for two hours. Well, because like you, you also didn't want to go, so I'd feel bad dragging no, you out there. It you was know? like in the middle of the week, and I just didn't have it in me, but I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to catch it early for the show to get like reviews out, you know, in time for hype and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And th- it's not my kind of movie. It, Top Gun Maverick isn't the movie that's designed for people like me in mind. Mm. It's not meant to cater to people like me. But you'll give anything a fair shot. Oh, of course. But I will echo my thoughts, as I said on the episode of the show. I just feel like the movie really shined during the action. The original Top Gun, we weren't advanced enough to be able to pull off the visual as well as the aerial maneuvers required to shoot you know something as beautiful as dogfighting and as skilled as dogfighting could be and i feel like this new mo- the new movie really shined when it was showing off these technological advancements i felt like it was being held back however whenever the story was happening because mm. it really was just the exact same story as the first one which you know i'm i'm not the biggest fan of all this nostalgia stuff but it was kind of shocking how it was the exact same movie but it was still good i think the most incredible thing about this is that Tom Cruise has been, I don't know, top of the game for like, what, 30 plus years? How is this his biggest movie ever? Yeah, that was really weird to read. By like a large margin, too. Mm -hmm, After a couple months, it's been crazy. There's two burps in every episode. There we go. (laughs) Did it break 100 million or 100 billion? 
It's not reached a hundred billion, but it's hundred billion dollars to top cruise. I think it's made like one point two billion or something. Holy fucking shit. Probably a lot more, but yeah, it's making a crazy amount and it makes sense that Tom Cruise was so adamant about pushing for this movie once once you realize he worked hard for this, it was postponed a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Look how much it's made. He really, really believed in this movie. Yeah, and I, I guess there's a whole um, market out there. Big fan, big fan of Top Gun that desperately wanted a sequel. And God bless him, I'm happy they got it. But also, <laughs> as someone with Top Gun related trauma, I do not appreciate. <laughs> what, is your, what is your Top Gun related trauma? Oh my trauma? God, here's what? the tea, bitch. I had a teacher back in high school who was abusive and really shady and ended up uh, losing. No, never mind, I'm not going to give out too many uh, incriminating details. But I had a really shitty teacher who just thrived on pitting students against each other in, in like a weird fucking Lord of the Flies squid game race for the most points. Uh, I did not thrive in that environment. But the kids that did thrive in that environment would earn all of the extra credit and they would be labeled the teacher's Mavericks of the Week. So he wanted to be the maverick of the week because he was this old balding guy who was obsessed with Top Gun and would not stop talking about how hot his wife was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ew. He was so gross, dude. What Every time I hear the word maverick, I'm just like, <laughs> he made me cry so much. We had these fucked up ass test prep things that he would do like the day before a big exam. It would be like family feud style studying. Um, but the team that came out on top would get like 30 extra credit bonus points and the team that did not come out on top and came out on the bottom as so often one might find themselves would lose like a significant amount of their grade (laughs) just for having a shitty day at a a test prep that's not okay he was the worst but he ended up catching some uh some legal kerfuffles which made me so happy oh he was the worst (laughs) i'm sorry no i mean it's fine but it's not fine, but... It is what it is, but he ruined Top Gun for me. It's fine. You're not missing much. Sorry. I genuinely. No, after hearing uh, you come back after seeing the new movie, I was like, okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> Can I be straight up with you? Go off. I think I missed the last like two minutes or something. Oh? Because once I thought it was over, I was like texting you like, hey, it's wrapping up. Pick me up. <laughs> yeah, it'll be done like 15 minutes. You want to head over? Yeah. And then apparently there was like a little bit left. But when I, when I came by, it was already like, all right, everyone's hugging doing their thing it Mm -hmm. seemed like it was done so i was like i'm just gonna fucking dip the top was gunned yeah and like i don't know it was really weird being in that like the boomer crowd Mm because it was all like just older people in my audience who loved it and like interesting when the the thor trailer came on people were losing their minds over the song choice i'm like really like is it really just like getting grown-ass men to like bob their head and go yep this is my kind of movie yeah. is that what it takes to like get someone to just like buy a ticket now the army bro or the air force the air force the air force they fly the plane they fly the plane real fast <laughs> no i mean i i don't think top gun's one of those movies where i'd be like oh judging you super hard if uh you were really excited about the new top gun like whatever but oh, no i i will never judge people based on their their interests or what they like mm-hmm. if you do like dog fighting this is a hell of a fucking movie yeah if you like military films this isn't pure propaganda there's like one or two shots would go oh this is propaganda mm-hmm. but the rest of it is just you know people being people which i liked but i don't know i never had that same effect that top gun had a lot of people i know a lot of people saw the movie and said i want to join the fucking air force yeah not me i don't mm-hmm. know why maybe my i'm just wired differently so enough about Tom Cruise and his weird two front teeth. <laughs> um, what else have we been watching, Sean? Uh, what else have we been watching? Um, oh, we have watched 
I hope you guys are ready for this. This is like the big extravaganza. I finally broke him, y'all. You guys ever wondered what it takes to break a man? Two years. <laughs> I used to believe that everybody is happy until you make happiness a goal. Uh. I realized I don't think I can ever be happy again. Yeah. Because we watched 78 hours of VH1 specials. Hell yeah, we did. 78 fucking hours, approximately. I'm not willing to do the math, but... I have a special place in my heart. You guys know what we're talking about, I'm sure. And if you don't, it was the era of um, spicy, spicy VH1 reality shows. The spiciest reality shows. So depraved. Some of the most bottom feedery reality TV I've ever seen. And it is entertaining as shit. We're talking, of course, about Brett Michaels, Rock of Love, and Flava Flav, Flavor of Love. Flavor and... As a honorable mention, uh, the offshoot, Daisy of Love. Daisy of Love, which we're going to talk about that, actually. Oh, we are. Um, so before we dive in, I want to give a big shout out to the uh, the Rock of Love subreddit because we actually did a little poll um, with these uber mega fans, and we had a series of questions for them. And I think after all the television that we watched, we have some nominees and some awards to give out. Oh, yeah. First of all, let's start off with, Sean, what are your general thoughts on this era of VH1? Um, living in the future and giving thoughts on the past, I can't really comment on what it must have been like to be involved in all of that when it was happening, but I cannot deny these shows are iconic. Yeah, even to this day. They are still relevant. They are still being referenced. I am still wanting to be entertained by this kind of content. And I don't think it's something that could be replicated today, but it's just kind of that nitty gritty fucking late night cable experience of the late 2000s. You that, feel grimy watching yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You feel gross after a certain point, but it's it's just so, dare I say, camp and uh, entertaining that you simply cannot look away. It is a garbage fire that you have been drawn into. It's just trash television and somehow it's possibly the best television Mm -hmm. it's weird because you know doing this research and stuff i discovered this show you know as we were watching this you had seen it before some of them in the past and it was just weird seeing how active a lot of these online communities are Mm -hmm. people still talking about the show referencing it as if it's current Mm -hmm. and this was what 2008 or so to 20 2011 Mm mm-hmm that era was peak reality. Yes. And this is before social media. So these are people that are unhinged, just being unhinged for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. There was nothing to gain afterwards. And a lot of them just built careers afterwards because of the shows, not knowing that's what you can do at the time. Yeah. And there are definitely moments in each season that will have you tearing off your own wig that are just simply so iconic and hilarious and ridiculous that you can't help but still want to talk about them 10 years later because... Oh my fucking god, can you believe this shit aired on TV? uh, Oh my god, some of it is incredible. So, Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I want to say it was season two of Rock of Love. For some reason on Hulu, um, when it first aired on television, it was censored and blurred. And due to popular demand, they released the uncensored version of, or the uncut and uncensored versions of season two of Rock of Love. Tell them why there was popular demand. It was so popular simply because there was just so much fucking boobs in it 
there, so much. There were just, there was just so much nudity this season that they had to release it. Mm-hmm. They can't just leave it pixelated for you. Oh my god. And season two, for some reason, on Hulu, the only one they have is the uncensored one. So you're you're seeing girls doing cartwheels fully naked. There's doo doos on on mm-hmm. on the floor. It's it's vile. And now the folks are interested for anybody who is completely clueless about what we're talking about right now. The um, Blank of Love series, as I shall dub it, um, came out and they are dating competition shows that star some of your favorite celebrities of the <laughs> late 80s and early 90s, such as uh, Brett Michaels from Poison and Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. They're incredible. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. But we sat the fuck down and ended up watching, what, six, five, six seasons of these shows? Too much. Too much. And so now we can't help but go over everything and spill the motherfucking tea. So if you don't want spoilers, get out now. But if you want to hear the motherfucking tea, let's go. You have until Sean is done saying Flavor Flav to exit this episode. Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. God, I love you. <laughs> let's pour one out. <laughs> let's let's Flavor Flav take our champagne and pour one out. I'm not drinking champagne. I'm drinking a um, White Claw hard seltzer. But if anybody out there is drinking champagne and listening to this, please pour out a little bit for the girls that didn't make it. And if you're uh, if you're smoking to this podcast, shout out you. Um, I don't know. Take a hit for the homies who uh, love Flavor Flav. Let's talk about some spicy TV. We watched so much Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, Daisy of Love. We watched all of it. And now we simply have to talk about it. Um, Andy, I want to start with some more like get your general vibes on the experience because holy crap it was an experience what were your i guess for someone who was in your position that didn't really know a lot about these specials or about like what the fuck these competition shows were what would you recommend to start with and what expectations would you set oh wow that's actually a great question thank you you're so good at asking questions. I'm really good at asking questions. And coming up with them. I'm super good at that. Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, I kind of feel like we went out of order. We what, what really started this whole thing was that me and my coworker, Corey, were talking about uh, old reality shows. And he found the list of the trashiest moments and found number one was on Daisy of Love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said... Never heard of the show. He said, guess what, bitch? We're watching it. Mm-hmm. So we started with Daisy of Love, which I think was a mistake. Okay. There is lore. There's lore. There's lore to the of love universe. Mm-hmm. You have to know. So at the very least, I would recommend starting with Flavor of Love, mm-hmm. season one. Rock of Love, season one. Flavor of Love, season two. Mm-hmm. Rock of Love, season two then daisy of love mm-hmm. to cap it off personally for me daisy of love was my favorite oh. and it felt the most different and refreshing and i feel like had we not started with it i wouldn't have felt as, as burnt out interesting because the dynamic of women going for a man mm-hmm. versus a bunch of dudes going for a girl is very different mm-hmm. and i felt it it was a more entertaining show as a dude mm-hmm. um it just had funnier moments for me. Yeah. What about, what about you? Do you think like, is is there a specific order or should you follow the lore? Um, I wouldn't say there's a specific order. 
at the end of the day these shows are incredibly formulaic um and will give you context if you need it but i in my personal recommendation would agree with you slightly and say start with rock of love season one first get that out of the way okay because that is probably the most iconic that kind of laid the foundation um i know flavor of love uh let me stand corrected if i'm wrong flavor of love was the uh opus of all of these shows okay but in my personal opinion flavor of love is the more entertaining franchise so start with rock of love go to flavor of love enjoy yourself go back to rock of love it's trashier cringier messier go back to flavor of love go back to back to rock of love okay and then i agree with you daisy of love is the perhaps most interesting and most unique one and is probably going to be the most refreshing if you save it for last after you've watched all of these men being competed after yeah i I would call daisy of love is the what is appendices at the end Mm -hmm. of a great book Mm -hmm. you know where are they what happened to them what happened to the world because the first shows kind of establish these certain characters some Mm -hmm. of them return some of them get their own shows and there are other shows that we'll talk about later but we did not watch them i'll just say that let me tell you i love new york i say we we go back so i want to talk about that yeah um during my experience watching these shows because my first time watching them in 2022 so Mm -hmm. there's it's a very different world watching it there are certain people and certain players that i really just could not stand but then i realized they were the show while they did play the villain i realize sometimes the villain really is the best one on these shows because i'm i'm watching it thinking like oh who i think is gonna win and mm-hmm. placing my bets with you and you're just you like, like games you like competitions yeah and you're like bitch shut up and just fucking watch <laughs> yeah and i realized the real competition was just the cattiness at home yeah who could get the most airtime yeah and incredible incredible people are mind-blowing <laughs> The things people are willing to say on camera uh-huh. and do in fucking credible. Girl, especially like 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. Where nobody was holding anybody accountable for anything. You had to fuck up really bad to be held accountable, especially on these fucking shows, because it's set up in a way where they get all of these people with huge personalities that fucking will clash with each other. They stoke the flames with producers and drama and competitions. And alcohol. And alcohol. Yep. Two shots of vodka. They are drunk as fuck the entire time they are competing on these shows. It is the wild, wild west of reality television. I would say the only wilder reality television you can get is Kid Nation. You oh, could yeah. Go we'll down talk about and that. Talk, you could go down and watch Kid Nation. That's the wildest, but this is a close second. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely unhinged, but I had such a good time and it's just so addicting. Yeah, I kind of had the, I had the metamorphosis toward the end of Rock of Love season two, which we, I think we watched second to last. Yeah. Um, Only because, yeah, the people that I I thought were villains that I later found out were getting their own shows. I was like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get why. You had the most fun watching these people. I had the most fun watching them and I ended up, remembering them for better or worse and like you said these shows they they pick really big egos and personalities 
if you're a normal person who genuinely thinks and likes, you know, Flava Flav, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it. No, and there's there were no chance many. you'll ever make it. Yeah, and there's many people who are just normal people who want to give this a shot. They're not there for reality TV careers because mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing at the time. And you end up being like, oh shit, she got eliminated. Was she even on this show? Yeah. They don't. They, it is all drama all the time. You get high octane content 24 7 in these fucking specials bro yeah it's it's wild fantastic as i mentioned earlier we reached out to the rock of love subreddit we love you we love you guys thank you for everybody who participated it wasn't a whole lot of you but we do we do uh respect the guys who did and thank you for existing because not gonna lie i spent about three hours scrolling the halls of the rock of love sub rock of blub rock of love subreddit and just cackling these bitches are so funny Mm -hmm. oh my god the memes of this shit are top tier you guys are incredible so we love you thank you for everyone who participated we had a, a series of of poll questions uh Sean, do you want to take turns going down these or? Yeah, let's do it. We can start at the top and just tick tack our way down. Yeah. So number one for our first nomination, we have uh, Best Meltdown. And I want to shout out one of our users is Altruistic Friend 338, who said Rock of Love Bus, the girl who cried on the speed bump, Kelsey, or the guy who did the slideshow on how broke he was, Pootie. Uh, and I must agree with our altruistic friend, 338. Um, definitely, probably my pick for top meltdown is Miss Kelsey, who had just had simply too much to drink. Way she too was much. season three of Rock of Love, I believe, when they were on the bus going on tour with the Poison Band. And uh, yeah, uh, that scene was iconic. Watching her just have a complete fucking bitch fit. And getting to the point where she had to uh, remove herself from the activities to go cry on the floor, like, the the picture was hilarious, but also, we have all been there. Right. So it made it extra funny. Right. <laughs> so moving right along, uh, our next category is best friendship. And I have some opinions on this one, but let me get into the awesome, super cool people that commented their nominees for best friendship. Uh, Our homie altruistic friend 338 said best friendship 12 pack and heat. And he is uh, most likely talking about uh, Daisy of Love. They were iconic. They They were were iconic. And they actually were buddies, which I don't Mm -hmm. know. That kind of goes with my opinion of Daisy of Love. Yeah. A lot of it was just like a buddy comedy. Yeah. It, it was, was the craziest shit sometimes, but it was just like, you know, the dudes hanging out most of the time and getting crazy together. It They ended up forging a lot of like really solid friendships <laughs> and it was kind of beautiful to watch. So I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but the next one was left by our good, good pal, Box Dyed Hair. Oh my God. Love that username. Ashley and Farah, Rock of Love Bus. They were demons. They were incredible though. <laughs> they made the best fucking tv the blondage was a menace and i cannot help but completely agree um i'd say between those two i'm, I'm gonna say 12 pack and heat personally okay work i god damn it best friendship i'm in it for seeing the dudes just get along the boys 
I mean, I guess I could counter that with saying like Sinister and Chi Chi maybe from Daisy of Love. But they like fell out of love and like their their whole thing was just they just loved each it other. It was so intense and the fallout of it was just like heart wrenching. And I still think about them and wonder if they're like cool. So I I mean in terms of like most memorable friendship, that is definitely the winner. But I guess in terms of best friendship I definitely say um, fucking Christy Joe and that other girl who laid her life down. Oh my God. Yeah, How girl. did no one mention that? How did nobody mention that? They were good buddies and they did like a whole thing. They yeah. did a whole fucking weird ass bit during the reunion for that season where they were like, are you guys like hooking up? And they were like, oh no, it's just so sad that we're straight. I wish we could kiss each other. It was very weird. It was really weird. But, but like the f- clips that they played of their of their interaction seemed so sweet and it seemed like these two women really like admired each other and wanted to be there for each other and i thought that was beautiful yeah no she she laid down her her life for her yeah. and she genuinely thought she had a better chance it had nothing to do with vanity mm-hmm. like she just did it for the sake of brett which is yeah. sweet as hell and also her friend period i thought that was cool as fuck so those are my that's my nom yeah and actually speaking of christy joe work apparently years ago in a reddit ama um one of the producers said that brett didn't actually like most of the girls that were on the show <gasps> t but there was one girl that he called multiple times after the show and checked up on. And it was Christy Joe. Yeah. And she was the girl who came on the show, still married, but going through like the paperwork of a divorce. Yeah. And apparently she got back together with her ex. Yeah. At the reunion special, I remember her being like, yeah, no, I, I am working on things with my husband. So it's it was really crazy to hear like, no, Brett was in it. Brett was calling her. I guess she just wasn't having it. Yeah. But apparently she was on um, Charm School, another one of the shows. So we have not seen Charm School yet. We can um, check it out. But yeah, if we check it out, you guys will be the first to know. That's for sure. So for the next category, uh, this is going to be a fun one. We have best villain. I'm the Joker, baby. Uh, altruistic friend once again saying best villain was Megan. Uh, Schnatitude, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, said New York all day, every day. Work. And who do you think? I wrote down Ashley Abom from Rock of Love season three because she was straight up a bully and throughout the entire show did not cease to be a bully a drunk bully who was incredibly entertaining but would say the meanest shit ever so she was my personal favorite i would say she was like the rock of love equivalent to a new york yes but i think new york was just more entertaining new york had um a more engaging attitude than miss a bomb did i will give her that Ashley simply was just drunk as fuck and from the valley the entire time. Yeah, she can't help it. I mean, I don't even know if she was from the valley. I could be speaking out of my ass, but she had the attitude to make it seem like she was out of the valley. Fair enough. I, I, I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> you know, she was she was wild, though, and I could always rely on Miss Girl for a spicy episode and a spicy fight. She would get drunk and just throw stuff, which I love. Which is incredible. Yeah. I love when bitches just get drunk and throw shit around. Oh, yeah. Um, but honestly, if it's up to me, I, th- I think I'm going to have to agree with uh, the person on Reddit, Schnatitude. Mm. New York. New York is number one for me. She is iconic, continues to be iconic, will forever be iconic. And I respect that decision. I started off so sick of her 
You am so tired of her. No patience for her. I refuse to watch I Love New York because I'll just like, oh my god, I'm so done with her. Now I want more. I want to watch I Love New York. We because, can watch it. Yeah, but it's just like you know, at the time, it's just crazy how much I did a 180. She was number one, mm-hmm. and will forever be number one. Yes, she was a goddamn player. She didn't win the competition, but she won everybody's heart. Oh yeah, 100. percent Oh yeah. Uh, what's up next then? Ah, oh, best bonding moments. Guys being dudes. I got some good ones for this, I think. Oh, yeah. Our homie, altruistic friend. You are a real star. Destiny and her dad from Rock of Love. Um, and when they all went out uh, on that motorcycle ride, bro, that was heavy as fuck. That was heavy as fuck. Spoiler alert. That episode happens and Destiny and her parents come and you find out that her fucking awesome cool dad is uh, currently suffering from cancer. And it's really sad and like terminal. And they have this beautiful moment out on a motorcycle. He, all, he loves to ride. He Let's say that. He, he, he loves motorcycles. He's all for that. So Brett took time out of his day to personally give him like a really nice hog and just go for a fucking ride. And, you know, watching this man just have a great time with his family was, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. I will admit that. No, I, I was clutching my goddamn pearls that entire sequence. That was super cool. But another one is uh from our our homie schnatitude love that username uh and it is when white boys's friend died and they prayed with him i don't remember this (laughs) this was um this was from daisy of love i believe and i remember very suddenly i think one of the contestants is uh i guess cousin oh no his friend died and I, I remember the shot of them all kind of like holding hands and praying and I thought it was very moving, but I don't really remember White Boy either. And that's... Uh, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Or they could be referencing something that we simply haven't watched yet and I could be talking out of my ass. It that's could be also a, a possibility. You know, Mandela effect. The Mandela effect, bro. Do, 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 do. Bernstein. Um, but I, I'd say without without a doubt, this one goes to Brett riding out the motorcycle. Yeah, that was just like really sad. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and the reunion was especially heartbreaking because unfortunately uh, yeah. he passed away a couple weeks before oh the reunion. God. There was like a whole 30 seconds of like her just breaking down crying on the couch and all the other girls coming up to hug her. It was very sweet. That, that, so sweet. To me, it's everything revolving that whole relationship. I thought was really sweet. But mm-hmm. if it's bonding... I'm giving it to Brett and the motorcycle boys. That was that was sweet as hell. I agree with you, one hundred p. Yeah, but sticking to Brett, we now have <laughs> uh, the creepiest Brett moment. Schnatitude says when he started asking Charles about Daisy. I agree with that. That was creepy as fuck. That to me was really, really just obscene and excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt a little too. Like, he, he found out some good information, obviously, but it was too much. Mm-hmm. No, one thing I learned about Brett Michaels throughout viewing the Rock of Love trilogy is that Brett Michaels is a catty bitch, and Brett Michaels loves to gossip. And this was probably one of the creepiest incidents of it. Sorry, uh, I got distracted. I'm seeing that in our uh, Google Doc, you put a link. I did. That says, Brett with no hat slash bandana. <laughs> that was my nom, personally. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't it creepy? That is horrifying. He is such a strong middle part. It's honestly oh my god. off-putting. What are your other nominations? Hold on. It, him itching to gossip about all the girls no, who share their The shit I was just talking about. Yeah, no, when he when he had that dinner and he was just obviously drunk and he said, I'm bored and he started like 
causing trouble and yeah. just causing drama and asking like who do you guys think should stay and why i know he was like playing god it was so weird he was like he was tell bored. me yeah he was bored bored give me something to be mad about i'm drunk i'm brett michaels and i thought that was so tacky for a man in his 40s <laughs> yeah um and your last nomination you said uh incessantly showing the girls docs about him and serenading them i couldn't stand it i have a thing though where like if somebody is is playing an instrument in front of me and singing me a song i physically seize up and i don't know what to do with my body it's a fight or flight reaction oh that's fair but at the same time i'm looking at this and and i'm remembering when he played music for Lacey's family and she was just like dancing a whole bunch Mm -hmm. and you kind of realize like oh you're a fangirl yeah i think it could be a good filter sometimes oh i'm sure and i know it's gonna happen but (laughs) <laughs> it seemed excessive to me it was it's, always something poison related or brett michaels related it's the equivalent of your friend like your friend who's a dj blasting his own music every time yeah. you drive with him yeah that's yeah. it um dang these are all pretty good i'm giving it to brett with no hat slash bandana though. It, that's a nightmare and that that is my like sleep paralysis demon now Girl, i i just and you know what no knocks to him he's a fucking rock star awesome guy hope you have a great life but keep that bandana on man holy shit yeah that forehead it's just because he simply never was seen without a bandana or a hat on that entire season then out of nowhere hello there we go what's the going on yeah well we also had somebody's didn't somebody's dad ask like do you actually have hair? Is that like a wig? Is yeah. That like a piece? yeah. And he got very offended, which kind of uh, made me believe he might have some, some tracks in. I oh, think I'm Brett sure Michaels plugs. wears extensions. I'm sure they're really expensive extensions though. And I would love to get the number of his person. Oh um, yeah. Congratulations. Whoever does Brett Michaels's hair, you're doing amazing work. <laughs> <laughs> love your work. Um, I guess uh, that should take us into our next Brett related category, which is sweetest Brett moments big deal everybody get out there aws okay and once again schnatitude coming in with the spicy take love this one uh when he was very sweet to drunk brandy m that is one thing i will say about brett michaels that i appreciate there every season was at least one or two bitches that would pull up absolutely obliterated and then be in crisis at the brett michaels tv show right and every time brett michaels would be pretty fucking cool about it unless they were like starting fights or like acting up he would be like it's all good bro don't worry i got you you just take a second now if i recall this brandy moment was when she was breaking down and she was saying that i love you to him right yeah and she was like throwing the fuck up at the same time now i i would agree with this person simply because i found it sweet that he you know pat her on the back took care of her did his yeah. thing and the following day he felt good about her he said wow she opened up and yeah you know, sweet and she was like oh i fucked up <laughs> Uh, I fucked up. I should not have said that to him. No, but I genuinely appreciate it that he was very cool about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a really good one for top Brett moment. Um, and then another one is every what's a going on? What's a going on? What's a going on? That is iconic. Yeah. We cannot deny it. I do be using it still to this day. What's a going on? It feels fun to say. It feels good rolling off the tongue. That's me with uh, what the French? What the French, bro? That. I was gagged with the French. What was her name? I loved her. Ligma. <laughs> Next one. Talking about Destiny's cancer-stricken father and riding bikes with them. Um, yeah. Total sweetie. Very nice moment. 
mm-hmm. very happy that that family got to have that for myself i would definitely have to agree with the homish attitude uh brett is super sweet to the drunk girlies which is king shit so thank you brett for being sweet to the drunk girlies i'm gonna have to agree with him mm-hmm. that was a good one it's a good quality to have my love time for another great fucking category let's get into it this is uh cattiest shit so we're gonna have a lot of categories coming up that will sound pretty similar they're not so no, fuck you they're not we we do it it's our show so our first nominee for cattiest shit comes from box dyed hair who says a team and b squad from rock of love season one pumpkin spitting on new york on flavor of love season one iconic and the pink bu- and the pink bus versus the blue bus on rock of love season three I have to go with the moment that's been memed to shit. Pumpkin versus New York. She really did do that. That slow-mo clip of her spit flying and hitting the bottom of New York's chin. Iconic. Burned into my brain. Yeah, that's incredible. I remember every frame of that fight. And they made sure to show it so many times. So many They knew how good that footage was. (laughs) However, I will say the pink bus versus the blue bus politics at the beginning of the third season of Rock of Love was uh, extremely petty for absolutely no reason. Yeah, and that's why I'm going to have to go with the pink bus versus the blue bus. I think that that is catty. That was dumb. Yeah, and that fits the category a little better. And it was on personally. a mass scale. It was a lot of bitches being petty. It yeah. was the hive mind that took over after a couple of glasses of champagne that was just like, let's be mean to the brunette <laughs> ones. Because <laughs> fuck it. Your hair is a different color. Fuck you. I'm drunk and on TV. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Which to an extent, I appreciate. I appreciate that energy. But Good let energy me take us into our next one, which is... um cringiest decision let's fucking go okay schnatitude what did you say schnatitude said when brett decided to keep christy joe around after she came clean she was a walking red flag that's fucking tea i mean the thing was the shit that she was dealing with was like kind of sus but not even the worst thing that brett had ever been exposed to but the way that Brett had reacted to girls with this baggage in previous seasons was almost immediately like, this is a huge issue. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? And when Christy Joe brings it up, he's just like, oh, that's awkward. But you know what? I'm going to give it to him because I think I think Brett is aware that she's a little smarter, mm. knows what she's doing. She mentioned I'm doing the paperwork and she was upfront about it, too. Uh huh. She was she was really just like, hey. If we're going to be serious about this, you should know these things. And I think he respected that. I think he said, fuck it. Like, you seem to be mm-hmm. on top of it. And I'll, remember, he actually did care about her. Yeah. He, he genuinely did like her. So I guess I'm comparing her experience to the girl who had, like, the entanglement in season two with Daisy and all those other crazy bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, like, blonde and her boobs were just fucking huge. And she had said, she had, like, mentioned on a date or something that, like, she had been engaged at some point in her past but was no longer engaged and daisy and destiny and i think one other girl spinned it into something to brett that was like she is engaged right yeah and brett was like oh hell no bitch i'm gonna vote her off and i guess i was just like well why didn't you treat christy joe the same way i think he just actually liked her. i think he, he yeah. thought she was hot or something and was like no i want this i i won't tell i won't um give in to what the harpies are telling me and i'll give her another chance but moving right along to the next point in cringiest decision 
is one of my noms, Heather getting Brett's name tattooed on her neck, Rock of Love season one, and then another one of my noms, which was um, Buckwild for doubling down on the black scent when confronted about it in uh, Flavor of Love. <sighs> Sean. What? Are accents offensive? I do not necessarily feel qualified to speak on that. I stand by, it depends on what you say with the accent. T. I think with Buck Wilde's case, she did change her vernacular and her verbiage. She did. She got if, called out on it a couple times. Yeah, it wasn't just like, you know, made my voice deeper or talked a little differently with a twang. Mm-hmm. No, she talked like a whole nother person. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty rough. But, uh. but you know what? That's removable. <laughs> you know what's not removable? What? Getting Brett Michaels' name tattooed <laughs> in your neck in 2009? I truly, I mean, with technology as it's progressed, I'm sure she could get it lasered. But still, girl. Well, can I, get, uh, can I ask you a question? Go off. Did she get it lasered? I have no idea. She got it updated, remember? I, that was like a, a temporary, like... Oh, that was fake. Yeah, she oh, said it was fake, right? Okay, right? yeah. Okay. That was just like a little joke. I'll scratch that out. Scratch, scratch, scratch. I'm not because I like looking like an idiot on a hey, radio. It's emasculation or whatever is called. Self-humiliation? What is it? No breathing. No breathing. So, okay. For, for this category, uh, yeah, I'm giving it to Buck Wild, honestly. That was cringe to watch. That was pretty rough. Just because several people made comments or like confronted her straight up saying like, hey, why do you talk like that occasionally? And then sometimes I catch you talking and you you sound completely different. She was like, no, this is how I was raised. This is how I was raised. You're invalidating my experience. And it just, it was, it was very, because there's no resolution to that. It's just kind of an awkward, like, well, okay. Yeah. Go off. It's just, <laughs> it's just a weird moment to witness happen so yeah. many times. It was really uncomfortable every time it would happen. Yeah. It's like, oh, but congrats, Buck Wild, you did win. All right, and uh, moving on, we have the Dumb Bitch Award. Yes. Our nominee from Schnatitude says crazy, which oh. I think I will agree with. Yes. Um, who do you have? <laughs> um, I put down a couple. I put down uh, the entire Blondirage, mm-hmm. just because um, those bitches knew what they were doing. They were making great TV. And, and we they, all know we all know a group of bitches form one bitch. One rat bitch. Rat right. king bitch. The rat king. The rat king bitch. Um no, they were um serving blacked out. They were serving trouble. They were serving drama twenty four seven. And so I will give them the dumb bitch award, but it's from a loving perspective. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were the dumbest bitches on the show. Like thank Incredible. You. Yeah. Thank you for being there. Yeah. Um, next I have um, <laughs> Frenchie for getting fucking naked at a burlesque yes. club. This bitch was addicted to taking all of her clothes off. And while I respect that, that's iconic behavior. I must endorse it. Yep. Um, I love being aware of rules and I love abiding by rules and getting naked at a place of business is really never something that crosses my mind. So when I saw that happen on TV, uncensored, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, I was kind of shook, and I thought she was a real dumb bitch for doing that. <laughs> Rightfully so. She got kicked out, didn't she? Yeah, uh, that was, I think, the week that she ended up getting eliminated. No, I, th- I think they got kicked out of the actual burlesque. 
yeah venue i think it was the very end of the challenge anyways so i don't know how much longer they were planning on staying but the owners did come up and say like hey we don't don't, do this don't keep your clothes on please keep your clothes on stop doing that and that's fucking awkward yeah and then the last one i have is a personal fave and it's uh at daisy for taking london back like three fucking times during daisy of love yeah i don't know what her deal was with him i think (sighs) he was really cute i don't know i think that was it i think that was the problem is he was really cute and just completely emotionally unavailable (laughs) well i think he was just dumb and stupid i think well also daisy was this is the why it's the dumb bitch award but at the same time like i just feel like the show was very much hinting at it coming back and it happening but it was just upsetting every time it did because it'd be like no like what about these other competitors because he was not a positive person for her to be around they had really toxic fights the entire time and then he ended up leaving and so when he came back and she was like i just want to give him one more chance i was like girl i swear to god yeah don't do this it was exhausting who who do you think you'd give the win to personally i i'm gonna give it to frenchie as much as i do love uh the daisy in london saga that was great tv but I'm going to give it to Frenchie because that was genuinely distasteful to me. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the, the Frenchie thing, but I have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Regarding your rat king of the Blantourage. The Blantourage. Who was the rat king? Who was the one in control of this Ashley, three-headed Ashley, obviously. You think Ashley? Ashley, obviously. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. She had her finger in all of the damn pies. She mm-hmm. was getting that shit done. Oh, yeah. She was the drunkest. She was the drunkest. <laughs> That's how you control the beast. <laughs> you are the drunkest. Yeah incredible so the next category is i'm just here to party an altruistic friend said marcia or marcia don't remember marcia i hate to do it marcia was the one i believe she just kept drinking a whole bunch of tequila which is iconic yeah and then we have shenatitude coming back with uh heat and 12 pack who were apparently just there to party they were buddies yeah we have your uh, nomination. You have Tiffany with Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time. Mm-hmm. She was obliterated. Oh, yeah. And then you have the, the triplets from Daisy of Love. We love them. We love them. I think they were definitely the winners, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. they, they genuinely were there just for the free food and the alcohol and mm-hmm. to promote themselves. And they, they made it obvious and they had a great time doing it. Stayed for one episode, were promptly voted off, mm-hmm. and uh, took a bunch of snacks with them, which is um, iconic behavior. And it paid off for them. Yeah. Because they were in the music video for Lady Gaga's Paparazzi. Dude, I did not realize that they were featured in that music video until I was scrolling the gorgeous Rock of Love subreddit and uh, saw a little screen cap pointing them out. And holy shit. They were they were video vixens for Paparazzi by Lady Gaga, which is one of the best Lady Gaga music videos. So congratulations, boys. Good job, lads. Oh yeah. And you also, congratulations, might have won this category because that's my vote. Sean, what do you vote for? I as much as don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> is everything. I I still quote her, but I I gotta go with the triplets. They were scammers. They got in, they got their food, and they got out, which we love congrats lads congratulations boys i hope you're out there i hope you're having a killer time um let's take us on down to the next category which is messiest drunk 
And oh my gosh, let me tell you, there were so many eligible for this. But currently we have from Schnatitude, Brandy C, which is a pretty solid choice because oh my gosh, that girl lived to party and she partied her gosh darn extensions off every single night. <laughs> um, some of mine were um, something for shitting herself. Yeah, she it sure was something. She she did something during an elimination at Flavor of Love, and that was uh, spicy, if not stinky. Another one for myself was the iconic Kelsey falling asleep on that speed bump and having a meltdown yeah. in Rock of Love bus. And a uh, not often talked about, but always remembered moment, Nikki... She didn't last long, so don't be surprised if you don't remember her name. From Rock of Love, the uh, third season, Rock of Love Bus, she was the one who had a shot taken out of her vagina, and uh, I just thought that was too incredible to forget, so those were my nominations. What do you think? Would that burn? That's what I think. See, that the way they shot it was from behind with just like her legs open, so I don't know the the exact mechanics of the shot that was taken out of her vagina. I don't know if she just put like the little glass in between her inner inner lips just to be held up and then someone took it out of there. Or I don't know if she put it in there and someone um I guess luged it out. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> something shitting yourself in flavor of love because that was just fucking incredible. Work. And that was episode one, right? That was... I think she said she just really had to take a shit. Yeah, it was one of the first, if not the first, maybe the second episode. She ended up just pooping on herself. She had an obsessed stomach. It was on the stairs. And it was on the stairs. Yeah, That's she the just, worst part. She just squatted out on the stairs. Yeah, there was footage of her like leaving the circle after the elimination and like running upstairs. And then the girls were like, who shit on the stairs? Incredible. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> It was something. <laughs> oh, um, who do you gonna give that one to? I I gotta go for Nikki for getting the pussy shot done. Yeah, I can't blame the uh, the shitting on being drunk. That's just a messy girl, not a messy drunk. Mm. You know. So yeah, I I have to give it to Nikki too. Let's I have to go agree Nikki. with you on that one. Truly trashy behavior. And uh, in a similar vein, we now have the angriest drunk with a shenanitude saying A-list Heather mm. um, and the next nominee you said Beverly from Rock of Love season 3 yeah, as well as Cage from Daisy of Love come on now I think Cage is an angry person mm-hmm. who gets furious when he's drunk mm-hmm. it's shocking but yeah actually no I agree Cage I think mine, mine is Cage Cage was the only person that I saw get eliminated for explicit anger issues mm-hmm. after being given so many chances. It wasn't yeah. just like a, hey, you fucking roughhoused with somebody and now we're sending you home. It was, hey, you're threatening to kill someone and you're shaking and crying. He you was, need to leave. He was shaking and crying while telling the producers, like, what if he and... Oh, no, he was telling Daisy. He was saying, what if he and I this other guy that he was upset with just went down the hill and only one man came back yeah. and we could settle it there. As if like, this is reality. This is the only option he has to survive. Dude, what? You're on a fucking TV show. <laughs> that it's, was it's bonkers to me. Incredible to watch. 
Oh, that is a clear winner for me. Yeah, I'm giving it to Cage as well. Moving right along. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, can you take it from the top? Moving right along. <laughs> can you take it from the top? <laughs> Moving <laughs> right. <laughs> can you oh take it from the top? I feel like Wendy Williams trying to record this right now. <laughs> Moving right along to unproblematic kings and queens. And let me tell you, folks, this section is short. From Schnattitude, <laughs> we have Punk and my girl Goldie. Goldie is a legend. Goldie is beyond a legend. I, I don't even drink beer, and I'll have every beer with Goldie. Goldie can do whatever she wants in this life. She is delightful. She is hilarious. She is lovely. She is entertaining as shit and she is so funny mm-hmm. Ugh, I love that girl um, but my nom for this category was Big Rig from Daisy of Love Big Rig is a sweetheart he was fantastic genuine dude he was a cool guy amongst a sea of very uncool guys but I think I'm giving it to Goldie I'm agreeing <gasps> with the schnattitude that's uh, I, I want to agree with you one you but i gotta go with big rig big rig was a personal hero of mine i have to give it to my homie where did it, where are odds for this one we're at odds i guess we have to fight it out two Fist people fight? go down the hill and one person comes back <laughs> no girl it's too late for that i've had too many white gloves for that well then, well then we will proceed to the next category okay uh who can hold their shit it's not something i'll tell you that <laughs> uh but altruistic friend says beverly <laughs> Uh-huh. And Schnattitude says Hottie. I don't think Hottie can hold her shit. Hottie just seems like a mess. I don't think she needs to hold her life together. Yeah. I, I'm i sure there were moments, because I don't ever remember her, like, getting drunk and screaming and crying and, like, hitting people, which is messy. Um, but I also don't remember her being in a situation and being like particularly cool to anybody right yeah i i, I gotta go with um beverly yeah beverly's, I'm beverly. beverly's holding her shit together whether it be drunk or keeping her cool beverly was cool yeah beverly was pretty cool she had her moments but she was pretty cool yeah um oh shit see here's the section that i would vote for goldie in it is who would you party with and the homie Schnattitude dropped a whole bunch of awesome ones. White Boy, Real, from um, I Love New York, which you haven't seen yet. But Schnattitude put Rip with a heart emoji next to Real, which um, it makes me believe that he is no longer with us, which I had no idea, which is distressing me. They also put down Buckwild. Don't know if I would party with her, but I'm sure she could be a good time. And Bucky who was iconic Quite she icon. was hilarious but i put down um goldie because i want to drink every beer with her <laughs> as previously cited right um i also put down ashley Farah and kelsey from rock of love season three because they showed up to every <laughs> elimination fucking tanked which is incredible it, it takes effort to get that drunk before you have a commitment the and i appreciate times, that the amount of times they'd show up 
saying i don't know where i am yeah they just standing there incredible (laughs) incredible to watch they were funny but i also put down rodeo because she seems like just a really fucking cool girl and i want to ask her about her life she's a down-to-earth kind of person she made me smile so much i love that girl but i still i would have to give it to goldie Goldie. i gotta give it to goldie she's goldie for sure yeah that's my girl right there has anybody tried the chicken i heard the chicken was lovely she was hilarious (laughs) incredible she was so good um our next category is the biggest unwarranted rage moment um altruistic screen altruistic friend once again saying uh flipper on the first night i think uh schnatitude with new york going off on crazy during the photo shoot Mm. you threw in Lacey for harassing dallas over eating meat and wearing fur in rock of love season one uh as well as Brittany going off on Natasha saying she got VIP because she was black. We stand Natasha for clear skin. Obviously. Um, I think I think I'm gonna nominate Cage. Yo. Cage kind of just flipping out. I don't, I don't know why that wasn't on here, but I think Cage wow. is is a, a pretty big one for me. See, I would agree with that if altruistic friend had not put down Flipper on the first night of Daisy of Love. Because he was the truly fucking unhinged guy that would do like backflips and smashed a glass oh, over his right. head. He was legitimately insane and he would pop off with anybody. So I definitely have to agree with our homie um, on the Reddit's altruistic friend. Good okay. fucking eye. I think I'm agreeing with you then. I think all three of us. Yeah, that yeah. was he was genuinely reality TV bat shittedness. <laughs> he was off the rails yeah he bled on vh1's daisy of love he shed blood on that set episode one wasn't even a competition what he just popped off yeah to pop off it was ridiculous oh yeah um but yeah good fucking good fucking yard which will take us smoothly into our next category which is best fight and i must check the good folks of the rock of love subreddit and we have box dyed hair who said Megan and Brandy versus Pumpkin and Toasty in I Love Money season one, which I haven't seen, so I cannot comment on that. Um, so our homie Schnatitude said season two reunion, everybody versus New York. And <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that was spicy. I must say as a side note. I did not understand the complex beauty of the reality TV reunion episode until I met Andy, who truly appreciates it as a spicy, spicy bow. I think it's it's the best bow you can get. The mm-hmm. show is not enough. I want to know where they are mm-hmm. as present as we can get. And that during that particular reunion where the entire studio just started fucking ganging up on New York and she was having none of it was incredible that that's when the producer said she's getting a show she can they handle her shit. oh yeah that was meh. but i also put down um lacy versus heather during the parents episode her dad getting involved in the blowjob accusation was cringe and i also put down the boys versus the skunk in daisy of love yeah for me this is this is probably the toughest one uh i want to say the season two reunion, everyone versus New York, mm-hmm. because that was just incredible to witness. There are frames from that that look like Renaissance paintings, <laughs> Yo. you know, like everyone kind of just targeting that one, that one image, that uh-huh. one focal point. But at the same time, Heather versus Lacey, that whole reunion thing mm-hmm. was so uncomfortable. I would almost put that as like the, one of the cringier moments, but 
I think the whole Lacey versus Heather thing is just more cringe than it was um, a fight. But yeah, her dad having to confront Brent about Brett about all that was so weird and so yeah. gross and so it's just too much. Mm-hmm. That was too much reality TV for me <laughs> at that point. But the boys versus the skunk, I think, is peak reality television. In my humble opinion, mm-hmm. that's as real as it fucking gets. Mother Nature got involved. Mm-hmm. Mother Nature fucking said, "Let me do this shit." Probably. I got you guys. And that was that them fighting the skunk, the producers getting involved, the camera crew, all the talent. It was so entertaining to watch as a real moment happen. So I'm giving that one to the skunk. I have to agree with you purely because that's probably one of the most entertaining 10 minutes of TV I've seen in a really long time. And it was just so well placed in the series. Like it came at a point where the overall storyline was like pretty pretty down everyone was pretty discouraged things were going really wrong and then came a fucking skunk (laughs) yeah and suddenly all of these boys are just like desperately trying to get this thing out of their house and they're getting sprayed in the face everybody's laughing at each other that was so good so i definitely have to agree with you i would love to have been that one guy watching all the cameras and just seeing the little skunk in the background being like what the fuck is that yeah incredible moment one of those just beautiful how else how else would this happen i love it and that brings us to our next category. Uh, <laughs> different from dumbest bitch. This is biggest bitch. Yo. And we have from box dyed hair and schnatitude, <laughs> as well as myself. We will all say that New York in Flavor of Love season one was the biggest bitch. Tiffany New York Pollard. She bitched where no bitch had bitched before. Truly. Thank you, queen. Can I give you a little update on what she's up to nowadays? Yes, actually? please. So, bless us. Tiffany New York Pollard. Obviously, we know her as the girl who got dumped twice on Flavor of Love. Um, she did I Love New York. Mm-hmm. But then after that, she took a break. And she did a couple appearances on television afterwards. She did Famously Single. Mm. Never heard of that show. Uh, I think I get the idea what it's about. Me too. And she was also on Celebrity Big Brother UK. Yeah, she. I've seen a couple clips come out from that. She was very entertaining on that. Hell yeah. Okay, I got to check that out. Mm -hmm. But apparently in 2017, uh, she had another VH1 short series, which I think would be fun to catch up on. Yeah. It was called Brunch with Tiffany. Oh. So it seems like it's a very good like catch up on like what she's been up to. And I guess 2017 is as recent as, you know, television show appearances came or go. So girl, whenever she's ready to come back, I will be waiting. So excited. Love her. Um, and definitely have to check out that Brunch with Tiffany show. That sounds fun. Yeah. So would you give her your nomination for Biggest Bitch? You know what? I think I would have to. Okay. Um, just because bitch is so versatile of a thing to be. And mm-hmm. she truly presents the versatility of being a bitch. I think being a bitch is like a fluid state. Mm-hmm. You know? And she is a fucking shining example of that. Bruce Lee would be proud of her. Oh, Bruce Lee yeah. always said, be like water. Mm-hmm. That bitch is water. She is that bitch bitchy is wet. water. <laughs> wet bitch. That's a wet bitch. That's a wet bitch who we love. Mm-hmm. Um, But moving right along into another bitch category <laughs> is a craziest bitch. And Schnatitu, girl, what you got against New York? New York is also nominated by our homie Schnatitude in craziest bitch and i put down flipper from daisy of love because um he smashed a bottle over his head and that is uncalled for and crazy 
I'm going to have to nominate Hottie. Hottie. <laughs> Hottie is an unhinged human being. <laughs> she thinks she looks like Beyonce. That is one of the greatest moments in television, one of the greatest lines. And it's that moment where I think she's the craziest bitch. So all of my friends that know me tell me that I remind them of Beyonce. So you can all- <laughs> I'm happy that that interaction was captured on film forever. Forever. I, it's so good. I hope she's doing well. But yeah, that shit girl who do, who's your vote for i gotta keep it with flipper though but okay. i respect hottie's delusions yep. this new straight jacket like yep. yes girl you look like beyonce don't let anybody tell you different <laughs> <laughs> don't let anybody disagree with you moving on we have the best rivalry uh altruistic friend once again returning with sinister and chi chi per per that is probably my vote uh schnatitude said corny ass tango versus a white boy box dyed hair says heather versus redacted in rock of love season one Ooh, don't mysterious. know who that is so i guess it could be anyone maybe <laughs> heather versus everybody um i'm gonna give that one to sinister and chichi i think you you think it's yeah. like a bonding friendship i saw that as an unhealthy rivalry and i mm-hmm. thought it was beautiful because i think it turned into a friendship mm-hmm. i think they learned to actually respect each other after that interesting i saw it go from a unhealthy codependent relationship friendship to a really intense rivalry interesting yeah i don't know i think they're sweet dudes i'm, I'm glad they are sweet dudes yeah 100 percent um geez i would definitely have to say sinister and chi chi as well just because that way that their relationship devolved and they were roommates yeah and they were roommates they were roommates (laughs) and they just ended up leaving the show like i don't know really questioning things between them i just thought that was really sad to watch honestly a couple times had myself in my feelings but let's not be sad for too much longer because our next category is sexiest moments Mm -hmm. And the homie Schnatitude has to say, Buddha and New York in Miami. Their chemistry was insane. And as someone who has watched I Love New York, I have to agree with you. Okay. Uh, Buddha was a big fucking deal. He was the one to beat. And um, definitely a spicy moment. Um, but I put, because I just thought this was too iconic, uh, in Rock of Love season one, when Sam was eliminated, she had her little moment where she was like, it's okay, it's whatever. And she just kissed the fuck out of Brett Michaels, yep. walked out and was like, you know what? I'm proud of myself. I did a great job. And I he's going to remember that kiss for the rest of his life. So yep. there. Hell and yeah. I thought that was hot as fuck. So let's go, girl. I think I'm going to give mine too. And I didn't write it down because I was ashamed. Mm. And I didn't want to look it up because I love you. <laughs> um, but I was going to say those two girls in the shower. Oh, simply work. because they didn't uncensor it they didn't they kept the drapes open yeah cameras were rolling the whole time and i was like okay they're into it obviously how could you not be down for that ah god bless see didn't even cross my mind that's been on my mind that's been on my mind babe 70 hours of tv and that's all i can think about thank you for loving me anyways (laughs) (laughs) thank Um, you for loving me but yeah i that that's my nomination personally okay t i'm gonna stick with mine okay i'm sorry then, as much as the two ladies were delightful, I gotta stick with mine. Okay, then we will move on to best quotes slash lines from the show. <laughs> we have altruistic friend who says, don't threaten me with a good time. You mm-hmm. want some lip chap? 
Schnattitude with good morning, good morning. Not you. You can choke. Incredible. Incredible, Incredible line. <laughs> uh, user Dick Suckington says anything that came out of New York's mouth in season two TVH. Well, kind of going with Schnattitude's, you know, yeah. take. And I mean, that's not very helpful. It's very general. That person should use uh, Reddit more effectively in the future. But I would have to agree with Schnattitude. I, I am going to have to disagree. I love New York no pun intended mm-hmm. um but i think number one it has to go to hottie so all of my friends that know me tell me that i remind them of beyonce so you can all- <laughs> that is one of the greatest fucking lines ever everyone's reactions every the moment was captured beautifully the framing of it the way she just closed the door by oh it the delusion of it all delusion it's incredible incredible i love that but i do have to rock with my homie schnattitude good morning oh good morning good morning not you you can choke yeah uh thank you new york she had the best fucking line she's so good she's so good next up is the <laughs> dumbest challenge let's fucking go um once again, Schnattitude has to say Brett's phone sex challenge. That one was fucking uncomfortable, but also really fun. I can't, I can't, I can't deny it. that's one of the challenges I remember better. Yeah. But um, another one that I, I had to throw in was the tour bus challenge that Sam lost in Rock of Love season one because the homie Sam who was mentioned in the last category um had to do two challenges back to back because of the poor planning on the producer's behalf which i don't agree with and she ended up losing because she was exhausted Mm -hmm. and they were all physical challenges so um yeah i'm gonna say that one was bullshit i'm gonna have to go with the phone sex one yeah that was uncomfortable it was so weird that was just weird as fuck i don't know i think i really enjoyed watching the girls who like just couldn't do it fucking squirm <laughs> <laughs> just Terrible. because like on a human level i relate to that i couldn't do it either fair enough <laughs> i know fair enough up next we have um the biggest challenge upset you said the album cover challenge that was from Rock of Love season one, Lacey and Sam's was way better than the competing one, the one T. that ended up winning. And you also said Hottie cooking Flav and his mom a literal microwave chicken. Okay, I'm going to toss one in the ring. Go for it. I'm going to agree with you on the tour bus challenge that Sam lost in Rock of Love season one. T. I think that was just bullshit, personally. Mm-hmm. That's just not fair. It's poor planning on their part. And I just feel like it sucks watching somebody do so well and be brought down by bullshit rules. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. Uh, that's Period. my opinion. No, if that last girl had done any other challenges and wasn't just sitting on the bus the entire time until the final round where she miraculously made it through without having to do anything, I definitely think things would have turned out differently. And I, it's one of those where I'm just like, oh, that's so whack. That's just not fair. That's just not fair. Yeah. I don't like that. She gave it her all. She really tried. Um, what would you pick though? I'm gonna have to go with that one personally. Okay, work. We love it. Moving right along to dumbest elimination, which looks like we only have one for this one. Um, we have from Flavor of Love season two, Bucky. New York and Boots went harder on the girls. That's true. That is true. That is true. I I wasn't the biggest fan of Bucky, but you know what? The way she went down was just kind of stupid. Yeah, no, she was um, definitely 
poked and prodded and uh just kind of, they were just kind of trying to get a reaction out of her and it ended up getting way too messy so i totally agree with that that was fucked they tried to get under her skin and it just kind of worked yeah but we also have the most brutal elimination uh schnattitude saying flavor of love the season two with toasty uh, <laughs> oh shit i remember toasty yeah that one oh. was pretty rough and we also have box died here saying rock of love season one the women cut before the show started we talked mm-hmm. about that and i i think i agree because some of them just came there, you know, genuinely wanting the opportunity. Yeah. And to be filtered out from the beginning because of appearances is just kind of fucked up. It is extra fucking humbling, I'm sure. Especially if you've been traveling all fucking day to get to Los Angeles, which I'm sure half of these fucking girls had to get on planes for this shit. Yeah. Pull up and then suddenly, oh, Brett didn't want to um, fucking pork you the second he saw you yeah they told their friends and family they took time off work for this shit like that's kind of fucked up that that was very harsh i didn't love that but you also mentioned uh rodeo's elimination to be closer to her son i just love rodeo so much yeah we ride hard for her and i i agree but i also will say i agree with brett's decision yeah she very clearly just wants to be or should be with her family she was struggling i think it's just the soundbite that she gave when she was leaving after she was eliminated where she was like i just wanted to get to know him better i'm not ready i'm not ready i was like oh girl especially since she was so sweet and so funny and had like some of the best moments so far i was like dang it's gonna get her on a technicality fuck yeah r.i.p though r.i.p to the legend uh, she's alive as far as i'm she, aware she's alive i believe mm. um but i'm gonna have to go with the my vote was for the people to get cut before the show yeah i i i do have to agree with you in hindsight that shit is on a human level frustrating and really disheartening and i'm sure <laughs> oh fuck i just looked at our next category it's um craziest bitch i guess we did it twice and this one was just all lacy <laughs> why did i write lacy 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 she was a crazy ass bitch she was i don't know if she was the craziest bitch she was a calculated bitch she was a cold bitch she was a cunning bitch but she wasn't super duper crazy yeah i think she knew what she was doing and she mm-hmm. was unhinged she wasn't entertainingly crazy she was yeah. just unwell mm-hmm. um but we also have the next category is worst injury altruistic friend saying the popped breast implant that melissa had i think uh schnattitude saying the tango splitter uh amber's knees after the mud bowl in season three rock of love that was mm-hmm. your nomination that was mine just because they had so many shots of her bandaging up these like huge fucking scrapes on her knees that were getting infected and she was like in pain but she powered through she ended up fucking winning she the whole thing she ended up winning yeah um popped breast is pretty fucked up though yeah she popped her titty you pop a titty she popped her titty oh wasn't even for the boys either no it just happened yeah. out of nowhere fucking hell no i i gotta rock with my nom yeah. as much as uh the popped booby was bad i just can't get the image of her like bandaging up her poor knees after the mud bowl poor yeah. amber she worked for it she really did and you know what she won the thing but they, i guess they ended up not working out in yeah. the long run so what happened was they were like scheduling issues that ended up splitting them up and uh before season three brett said that he still loves her still mm-hmm. had feelings for her mm-hmm. but yeah it just seemed to be a big scheduling issue Jeez. um but according to her imdb uh she has a new film that is in development coming out this year oh so, 
Hey. We'll be seeing more of her somewhere. Okay, Amber. I hope it's sickening. I can't wait to see. Yeah. Best big John moment. He's iconic. All of his moments are the best moments. But for nominations, we have from Box Dyed Hair, Letting Tiffany Back in the House, Rock of Love Season Mm 1. I agree with that. The negotiating in hindsight seemed unfair because what if the other girls who were eliminated before they got in the house knew they could go back and negotiate their way back in but sean they weren't as entertaining they weren't as drunk Mm -hmm. they were absolutely sloshed the entire time and you know what she did she went back in that goddamn house got drunk as fuck and then got eliminated again it was a waste of time that's what you do oh my god and then the homie schnattitude uh the tiffany argument yeah yeah no that's mm-hmm. that's definitely it um and then i also put uh kelsey's drunk ass on the speed bump but i i gotta go with the the subs tiffany was best moment with big john i'm going speed bump bro oh really that, that is peak i am done with your shit oh my and god I, I loved it i love seeing that side of him and yeah. also just him being sweet Mm-hmm. He's also really nice. Yeah, he was really sweet, but he also did keep it real, which I appreciated. Yeah, can't can't help but he was like, it. get your ass up and get back in there. For the next category, we have the best big Rick moment. Uh Schnattitude here saying when Flav was at the spa with hoops and pumpkin and Big Rick turns up in a cut short tuxedo. I always die laughing. I, I will agree. That is that is prime. My favorite thing about Big Rick was that he was more of just an energy he was a presence he interfered when he absolutely had to but other than that he was just loved and existed within the frame of the show he would show up not say a word and he would say so much we love we love big rick yeah big presence for her oh yeah for sure and also that cropped tuxedo was fucking amazing so i have to agree with the homie schnattitude oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but moving on to most athletic we have uh hoops from schnattitude and honestly i fucking agree she probably wouldn't have gotten as far as she did if she wasn't just an absolute beast during the challenges and got a lot of face time and the same is the case for um my nominee jess which after doing a little bit of research i read that um a producer had jess flagged as like a potential winner for the season so a lot of the challenges on Rock of Love were skewed more towards athletic things because that's what she really excelled at. So it ended up actually really working in her favor. Who calls the shots in that? Do you think it's Brett saying, I like her more, you know, leaning toward her? Or do you think a lot of that is producers? I think most of it is producers. Like during interviews, we'll say like, oh, they're the most well-rounded. They're the best fit. We're going to kind of gear stuff so that this person will get as far as they possibly can but when you have like someone like brett as an ep how much of his say matters and how much of it is based on business and i genuinely like her that stuff i wish i knew more about i'm definitely gonna have to watch more um brett michael's rock of love interviews because the only ones i've seen he just kind of keeps it very general and talks about like no there were real moments on the show like no i really cared about this person but don't know how much he was involved in with the planning and the setting up of the challenges and all that interesting okay mm-hmm. but yeah i think we had to go with uh hoops personally hoops, is, hoops was a, she was a beast like you said absolutely um next category is the biggest simp yeah uh and i think we can all agree on this one come on now it's chi chi 
We have to. Chi-Chi was willing to bend over backwards for for Daisy. And it was it was pretty sweet, but also really cringe at a certain point. Yeah. And they kind of played with my emotions the way they edited him the entire season. Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, he, he really cares about her. He's going out of his way, making sure like he's giving her a ton of attention. He's being so sweet. He seems like the only like, person there that actually cares for her. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was just like, bro, you got to press the brake. And... and it's not fair that I picked Chi Chi because so many of the other guys in that season were also giving major simp behavior, but Chi Chi was just the one that was the most awkward and the most uh, consistent for me. Yeah, it's a different kind of simping because you have Cage, for example, who got angry and got into a, would, was willing to kill for her. Yeah. That's a different level of, of simping, you know? But him, it really did come from the the sweetness, the uh-huh. I'll take care of you, I'll do anything you want kind of thing. And I could see that turning into one of those people who donates $50,000 to a live streamer because they're cute, you know? He wanted to drink her bath water, that's for fucking sure. Um, but on that same note, moving right along to Biggest Simpet, which is our uh, ladies equivalent, um, Schnatitude nominated Crazy. Which, to an extent, yeah, I agree. She yeah. was there for Flav. She really rode for Flav. It was about Flav. But she was not around long enough for me to be like, oh, she was the big deal. Um, I put Rodeo from Rock of Love Season 1 because she was willing to bust into tears over anything brett did for her she She was willing to move her whole life for him she was obsessed yeah she was in it but i also put down britney um from rock of love season three because uh she was just generally it seemed a little bit unwell and she had really latched on to this idea of her being brett's girlfriend and she was just kind of crazy the entire time and just focused and obsessed with what brett was thinking of her and i also just lost a lot of respect for her the minute she started saying kind of racist things yeah that that came out of nowhere and her justification is what was it my grandfather's black my grandfather is black you know who says that racist bitches Mm -hmm. racist bitches or bigoted bitches or just simply uneducated bitches but she was obsessed with brett and problematic but obsessed with brett remember not all bitches are racist, but all racists are bitches. A fucking man. We love that. What would you pick, though? For uh, I'm going to have to go with her. Yeah. I think this, the sock thing is just kind of weird, mm-hmm. whether it's to impress Brett or other people. She was just always willing to say, like, they're in a relationship or she seemed like a different planet than other people were. Yeah. She seemed like her relationship with Brett was like meant like it was forged and manufactured in her brain and already mm-hmm. like set and sealed in set sealed and you know dried she was having a spiritual experience yeah it was kind of a lot and moving on to a category that i think you have a better say in yeah. uh personally it's going to be the best 2000s fashion moment altruistic friend saying the best fashion was heather mm. i think i will almost agree there are times where she was thriving and other times where it was just kind of like a dud. Yeah, her looks were really hit or miss for me. Like, I, I loved that she would do, like, crunchy, huge hair for all of her fits. But I didn't love that all of her fits were, like, monokinis or, like, halter tops. But on that same note, I do love a bikini. And I have to shout out um, 
Megan from Rock of Love mm-hmm. because holy shit, this girl would pull up to damn near everything she could in a fucking bikini. And that is dedication that I appreciate because she knew she was there for screen time and damn it, she got her screen time. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'll give it to, to Megan then. We love you Megan. Bring up a good point. Megan was an icon. Yeah. And on that, I guess, opposite note, <laughs> we have let's get trashy bitches. We have the worst. 2000s fashion moments let's see what we have oh my god fucking altruistic friend 338 homie also nominated for worst fashion heather yes again i can agree with that too. her looks were hits and her looks were misses uh schnatitude had to say (laughs) every time hottie forgot her bra bro i mean i can't play her hate too much because i am a definitely a no bra over a bra girly but the outfits that she was picking bro it it got to be a point where most of her scenes had blurs on them (laughs) which is just knowing that the editors had to spend an extra hour or two doing that i don't appreciate it um but i personally nominated for this category ashley's rock of love season three reunion look and the bangs bro oh right those bangs bro the massive bangs that shit was foul yeah but on that same note i also had to nominate from rock of love season three mindy for those tiny vests that she refused to get rid of i don't know i i i think i'm gonna have to go with with hottie on this one oh word attitude kind of nailed it because i feel like I forgot most of the outfits until I saw the comment and all of a sudden they all came back to me mm-hmm. where, yeah, I'm all for, you know, don't wear a bra if you don't want to. Go off. But, you know, maybe have an outfit that accentuates your body a little differently or just doesn't reveal things that can't be shown on TV. Yeah. I just really felt bad for the editors. Yeah. It's like, dang, you really, oh, you had to go through all that extra. So yeah, I have to, I guess, agree with that as much as I would love to trash Ashley's look from the reunion episode. Um, I must go with Hottie as well. Moving on, we now have the cutest couple that was secretly still together during the show. Uh, Schnatitude saying, you mean Brett and his baby mama? Hmm. Hmm. So apparently Brett had a baby mama and a couple kids. And this has actually gotten in the way of some of the relationships that the people that have won the show saying, we didn't know about this. We didn't know that they still hang out regularly. And I was expected to just be cool with it so but like they also still have like him and his baby mama have like a a romantic relationship right it's i don't know if it's romantic but they do they they're very present Mm. because the kids were very young interesting okay then i misspoke um yeah i get why that would be an issue for some people but on that same note i totally understand wanting to keep like the mother of your children in your life yeah that, that, that's fair mm-hmm. i just wish he was more upfront. so she had a two coming with the shade i kind yeah. of i kind of agree with that i just i wonder why that wasn't like a big part of the show yeah mm-hmm. um but you also have a nomination of christy joe and aubrey who eliminated herself to save mm-hmm. christy in rock of love season two mm-hmm. um i i guess that's a fair nomination because they were pretty cute and they were a couple they rocked with each other right. the whole time and you put the Barbie twins and Brandy C and Christia in Rock of Love season one. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm giving my nomination to Daisy and Charles. Daisy and Charles? Daisy and Charles for me. Because that was just the, there was so much drama around it. It went on for multiple days. So much lies and deception. It went down to the finale. Mm. Um, 
and then it, le- it led to her having Daisy of Love, you know? Yeah. I guess I just didn't think her and Charles were a cute couple. I didn't think so either, but I think it's just cute because of, you know, the drama. The drama. The drama. It was good drama. Yeah. Cannot deny. But you want more drama, bitch. We have uh, Most Problematic X, which is a spicy category. Mm-hmm. And Schnattitude had to say, Taya's ex on Rock of Love bus. And I cannot help but fully agreeing. That guy was crazy and embarrassing yeah. and wanted to get in a fight with everybody there. It was frightening to see. Yeah, I was stressed. I, I was felt like, bad for Taya. You dated this clown? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, cringe. But also... Uh, box dyed hair had to say oh wait holy shit it's the it's the same guy jazz Taya's ex cringe we yeah. hate him but then i had to put down um ashley and her ex james from rock of love season three because he just came in so fucking hot with the no one can pull my bitch yeah no one can pull my bitch we still fuck she lives with me i'm the father of her kid and she did absolutely nothing to deny it. She was just like, um, I hope he doesn't find, I hope Brett doesn't find out. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's already on the show. Oh, like, God. Yeah. I have his name tattooed over my boob, but oh, I hope no. Brett doesn't put the pieces together. I was just like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I, I would want to say anybody who, you know, they're still living with their, with their significant other or something, but I do think Taya's ex he was he, terrible he's a monster mm-hmm. yeah he just sucks to to see and just knowing that like damn tay had to deal with this guy yeah it's sad it's sad to see that you had to deal with this absolute fucking bag of firecrackers that is this man that's too much i'm embarrassed for you yeah i know this is not the most embarrassing thing that he's done to you and that's really sad so I hope uh, I hope Jazz has sought therapy, and I hope Taya is doing well. Playmate, pet of the year. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And now, after all those questions, we ask the big one, which is, who is your overall fan favorite? You have two categories of male or female. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schnattitude saying Goldie and Bones. T. Um, I, I'm going to agree with, with the Goldie one, but it's it's tough because... I feel like New York is going to leave a lasting impression on me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but Goldie is just a gem. I agree. For fan favorite, it's between uh, Goldie and Rodeo for me. Mm-hmm. But for male fan favorite, I got to go with Big Rig. Big Rig. He was so funny. Yeah. And Big, he was a really cool guy. Big Rig? Big Rig. Oh, this is Big Rick. Big Rick is also iconic. Okay, yeah. But uh, no, I will agree. Big Rig is, he's just a dude. He's just a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Deserve better. Good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He he didn't eat this crap. We love him. Um, but yeah, Goldie and Big Rig, my homies. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, <laughs> check out the VH1 Blank of Love franchises and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, those are our nominations. And, you know, thank you guys for participating. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everybody on Reddit who, you know, threw in a comment and answered this ridiculous amount of questions. But we also want to shout out, we had one other person who just didn't answer very many questions, but left a comment saying, everything Megan did was iconic. She ran I Love Money and her quitting at final to not give everyone else satisfaction of voting her off. Amazing. Also, small scene in Rock of Love that I absolutely love. Girls were playing football in mud, and Megan was the only one that didn't. She had to wash them with cold water, and she decided to spray Ina right in the face, knowing that she was two times bigger than her. Ina obviously got mad and attacked Megan with water, too. Iconic. 
Um, this is a Megan appreciation moment. Megan appreciation moment from Luxana. One, two, three, three, two, one. Thank you guys for participating in all these questions. Thank you to the Rock of Love subreddit for allowing us to post there. Before we wrap up, though, I wanted to give a little uh, kind of like where are they now with some of the more significant people from mm-hmm. the show. Um, Megan, who we we love, uh, she was in the top five of season two. She was so popular on VH1, they decided to give her a show in 2009 uh, called Megan Wants a Millionaire. Mm-hmm. But apparently it was very quickly pulled off the air after a contestant was involved in a murder. Yeah. And I was so confused because I had never seen any clips. I had no access to Megan Wants a Millionaire until <laughs> I kind of realized why they didn't really make that show super accessible because of a fucking murderer. Yeah. If it's any consolation at all, uh, Megan is now a wife to a millionaire and a mother. So she's living a good life. Dream boards really do work out sometimes. Yeah, truly. Um, our girl, Daisy De La Hoya, a uh, little update on her. In 2016, apparently she sobered up. She nice. admitted that she had uh, issues with addiction. So she sobered herself up, got clean. And she's currently filming a movie in 2022 right now. So we should be seeing her a little soon. Um, Amazing. Yeah, she's in a band as well called Black Star Electra, and she also does solo work under the name uh, Ghost Generation. So check out her music, check out her work. I'm excited to see what she's up to. Great gal, even though I did give her dumbest pitch. It is loving. You yeah. are killing it. 100%. She's she's incredible. Um, Taya, who we mentioned, she was the winner in season three. If you check her Instagram, it still says that she was the penthouse pet of the year. Ow. So, you know, in case you didn't know that. Um, she did a couple of horror films in 2016. She did uh, Beach Massacre at Kill Devil Hills. And in 2017, she did The Mangled. And I believe she did previous work too. She did in 2014. Uh, she played herself in a movie called Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. <laughs> and here's a little fun fact about her. She's a big nerd. Yeah. She would go to comic cons and cosplay all the time. And she actually got her... Last name, Parker, the stage name from Peter Parker, because she loves Spider-Man so much. Something they did not address on the show at all. Yeah. Um, our girl, Heather, who we love. Mm. Um, the one who tattooed Brett's name on her back. Yup. Um, she went from a former Vegas stripper to a pretty big actor. In 2009, she was on Californication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 2011, she was in Always Sunny. Great mm. show. And she's now a real estate agent in Orange County, and she sells, like, luxury homes, so... Let's go. I totally see her doing that. Yeah. I'm sure she's awesome at it. Going over to Flavor of Love, the girls from there, you have Pumpkin, Brooke Thompson. After spitting on New York, uh, she went on Charm School, which we got to check out, as well as I Love Money, and she did a Playboy special. Uh, In 2016, she said she's an accountant, doing pretty well. Uh, but she would love to return to reality TV, but thinks that like this era of TV that she's relevant in isn't really trendy now. So she's not really sure what she would do. Yeah, it's kind of tricky to navigate just because like the source material has become so iconic, but I don't know how they would recreate such a thing today. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's really hard to to adjust it, especially mm-hmm. in this culture of television. Because it was toxic. Yeah. and it's and So it's, toxic. It hasn't aged well. There's a lot of just risque shit that they say on there. Mm-hmm. Racist, homophobic, yeah. fucking problematic shit going on. A whole lot of the language has not aged very well. Mm-hmm. Um, rounding out, we have hoops the season one winner from flavor of love 
So apparently after the show, didn't work out very well, obviously, with season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but she went on and dated Shaq in <laughs> yeah. 2010 and got engaged and divorced him in 2012. Um, she then moved on to date a UFC fighter. And now she has like a clothing boutique. The only other time she was on television, she was on a show called It Takes a Sister with her entire family, which is pretty sweet. Honestly, that's a win. Yeah, I think she's, she's just doing great. Congrats. Yeah, she she really benefited a lot from the, the success of the show. No, she was a really cool girl, so I'm happy she's killing it. And last but not least, we have Hottie. Hottie. In case you're curious what she's up to, she married a filmmaker named Maxi Collier. Um, and they funded New Vista Studios, a production company, and she co-authored a couple of books, uh, Red Carpet Survival and Kinky Perfect, and sorry, Kinky Perfect, which is a book trilogy. And since then, she has released a musical film. I haven't watched it, and I don't think I want to. Let's go, Hottie. Yeah, I might as, I'd rather just watch a Beyonce music video. <laughs> I'd rather watch a Beyonce music video. Yeah. Hey, but you're getting the same thing with Hottie because she looks just like Beyonce. Just fucking like her. Just like Beyonce. No, I'm happy she is fucking thriving. Yeah. And you know who else is thriving? Us. Ow. And you. Thank you for listening to our long-winded discussion of the Of Love series on VH1. Yeah, no, I definitely genuinely had so much fun watching this absolute train wreck of TV. We that had is so the much, VH1 specials. We had so much fun. We forgot we had a fucking podcast. Period. And we're back. Yeah, so we're thank back, you bitches. for being patient. I'm sorry we took a little break, but we're back. We're back. This has been Bottom Text, the podcast next time we talk twilight next time we're talking the greatest movies of all time let's go let's fucking get it come on back now you're here no it's been great we love you guys love you guys life is a meme you are the bottom text thank you for listening please can we fucking stop (laughs) yeah i'm so sweaty dog please i need to turn the fan on or go outside immediately i'm covered in swat swat